0: Welcome to Push Rim, Life After Injury podcast for January 13, 2014, episode 34, Dominic's China Adventure. I'm Ray Pizarro. I'm Richard Bao. We want to thank our audience for being with us once again. Um, These podcasts were created to talk about spinal cord related injury topics, uh, disability resources, and also spotlight individuals that found ways to get past their injuries. And uh, they're definitely a great source of inspiration for all of us. Um, and with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, introduce you and bring back our our, uh, our guest and, and uh, extreme athlete, if you will, uh, Dominic, to the show. Welcome, Dominic. Happy New Year, bro. Uh,
1: yeah, happy well, New Year to you guys, welcome too. Welcome back, Dom. Uh, thanks. It's good to be back.
0: Yeah. I know you went on a, quite an adventure out there in China and did your thing with the hand cycling and... Uh, and we really want to find out how that went and uh, maybe give us a little insight to uh to how that was huh, rich that yeah. that's quite a quite so, a long trip
2: exactly how
1: was China oh man it was off the hook it was uh you know it was twenty six days so a little bit less than four weeks um and uh it was you know it was hit the ground rolling from the very beginning uh the day I got there um you know we landed in Beijing and uh just like I said, you know, we just kept we, we started and kept going. How long was that flight? Oh, geez. Um, let's see. The flight out there, I went from L.A. to Seattle, which is, I think, a couple hours. Then I flew from Seattle to Tokyo. Um, I think that was like 17 hours. Um, wow. It was, yeah, about 17 hours. And then from Tokyo to Beijing was, I think, another four um, so I mean, all up, it was, you know, 20 some hours of, of full travel. Um, and you, <laughs> the, the crazy part is you cross the international date line. And so when I left, it was October 7th. When I landed, it was like the ninth. So <laughs> you lost two days and I actually travel. lost two days. Exactly. I mean, you, you gain it back when you, when you come back. Cause when I came back, the flight was, I had one less layover. It was, um, it was shanghai to tokyo tokyo to lax mm-hmm. and so it was a little bit shorter right. um and with crossing that international date line now the other way i think i landed a half an hour after i left mm-hmm. if you go like time wise you know um if you just look at the date which is always fun trying to explain to people you yeah. know when did you leave um 10 o'clock <laughs> this morning when did you get in Ten thirty this morning Right. Only a half an hour flight. Like, what did you take? A spaceship?
0: <laughs> Just zoomed over. Yeah, catch the jet stream back or whatever. Right on the way back. Yup. So, how was the um, actual when when you landed? I mean, uh, did you go with a group of people who went with you, your crew, or how how, how was that?
1: What did what had happened was um, I had one gentleman on the the China side that pretty much was the the organizer of all of it. Okay. Um, this guy Joshua, who the trip you know, obviously it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have started without him. Um, but I mean, once we got there, everything, there were so many things that, that he had done and, and, you know, I gotta, I gotta give him mad credit cause the guy just, you know, he went through it and he had everything really organized and, and, you know, we were meeting people and in, in groups and stuff like that. So what we did is we got to Beijing where he lives and then we, um, that weekend was the, the Beijing Karen rehab expo, which is kind of like the abilities expo here. Okay. Uh, okay, it's nice. like a medical trade show. And, um, they, so I was able to actually bring my bike that I brought with me, um, to the expo. And we had some friends there that had a booth. And so they displayed my bike at the booth. Um, and you know, we were able to answer questions and things like that. And then, um, We, after that weekend was done, then we hung out a little bit in Beijing and then we headed off, you know, planes, trains, automobiles throughout, um, bringing my bike and he brought his bike as well. Um, and so it was the two of us basically traveling, you know, on our own. but we met up with groups along the way, smaller groups, five, six, seven people. And then there was a couple of them that we would travel with them for a couple of days going from city to city just seeing different places and then, you know, we kind of left that group, joined along with another group and, you know, just, we really just bounced around quite a bit. Um, And, uh, and then there were, you know, some of the cities when we traveled between them, we traveled by bike. Um, So we'd hitch up gear, you know, strap it to the back of our bikes and, and go,
0: um, now you refer to bikes is what, what kind of bikes yeah, well, we had,
1: absolutely. uh, sorry, um, the bikes we had, I had my top end, um, hand cycle. Um, I have a force Two hand cycle and then, um, so, and then I would strap my chair and my, my luggage pack. I had a, I have a 65 liter uh, expedition pack. Um, I carry everything on my back. Just, it's a whole lot easier than trying to push something like a, like a rolling yeah, right. luggage. In front mm-hmm. of, yeah. Um, And I set my chair up too, so that the center of gravity, you know, you throw 35 pounds, 40 pounds on your back and you, you know, you go right over. Mm -hmm. So I set it so that the, the wheels, you know, I can still do a wheelie if I'm not, you know, if I don't have my gear bag on and all that sort of stuff, it's not super tippy, but you know, still a lot more planted, um, so anyway, we put that on. We strapped that to the back of my bike, and then Josh is able bod so he just had he actually borrowed one of his roommates' bikes because his bike is this. We called it the Iron Horse, and it was this old rusty Schwinn, you know, uh, from yeah. like the seventies. It's like that thing's not gonna last. So he borrows his roommate's like hopped up mountain bike and says, you know, uh, I'll, I'll bring it back in a couple weeks. And uh, so we headed out with that, just you know, pedal power.
2: And, and what about um um gearing because i know you guys did a lot of hills and stuff Um, how
1: does that work on yours on on mine unfortunately that was one of the things i learned um when we got there was i have a uh, what's considered a road cassette on the front so my gears are set up for flats and downhills and pavement um and normally they have a mountain cassette which gives you better gearing especially when you're using your arms and um unfortunately i had that and i didn't think it was really going to be an issue. Um, found out with an extra 70 pounds, you know, on my chair and stuff and we were towing through the flats were, you know, fair. But once we got into some of the hilly rides, um, we went along the coast one day and we did, I think 70 kilometers and a majority of it was in the hills. And, you know, I'm just, I'm crying up each hill, Hmm. you know, it was, it was just so brutal.
0: How was the weather? It
1: was, it was nice. on. for the first couple of weeks between Beijing and some of the other cities, it was kind of overcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, we caught really sunny days. Um, unfortunately the very first day that we decided, okay, we're going to ride to the next city. Mm-hmm. Um, it was overcast ha- like it had been, you know, we figured, well, it hasn't rained yet. So we'll just, we'll head out. We'll chance it shouldn't be any problem well about 10 kilometers into the ride it started burning, it just started pouring down
2: mm. uh,
1: well we, we got to get to the next city this is how we're gonna go so we got to ride in the rain so so is uh, your is
0: your gear waterproof or, or how does it react to, to rain when cranking? Um, they, they
1: they say water resistant mm. um, with the amount of you know heavens opening up that we had Um, we ended up having to pull over after a little while and we put the actual rain flies over our bags and was already pretty kitted up as it was, Uh um, you know, made for a big, a big difference. Um, you know, just, just having that gear, having the right stuff with you, you know, the, that little bit of pre-planning makes for, for such a big difference. Um, and so we had, you know, rain jackets and and that sort of stuff. And, and just the, the awareness of mind of, you know what, we're going to get wet, we're going to get dirty, you're going to be cold, but you still got to make it to the end. We have no other opportunity. Right, right. Um, and it ended up that day really presented a, a very interesting um, scenario because we, we were supposed to ride about 70 kilometers to the next city. And we were going to meet up with the um, essentially the executive director of a nonprofit organization in the next city. He had dinner planned for us. You know, we're gonna have this this meeting and everything, and go over a bunch of different things. And and um, about forty kilometers into the ride, um, I broke a shift cable, oh, and man. so I one of my gear sets I couldn't even shift gears. So it was I could limp it along, and so I tried, and we went another ten k in the rain. You know, we're already cold, we're already tired. It's starting to get dark. And, um, finally we, we get to the point where it's now pitch black. We're both ragged Mm. and we pull over into a gas station, into the, the overhang of this gas station. There's like really no lights on. We figured the place is shut down. We just want to get out of the rain for a little bit, you know, sort of regroup and see what are we going to do. And, um, we're sitting there for a little while, you know, you drop helmet and, and, you know, just kind of chill for a little bit and kind of gain your thoughts And, uh, this lady comes out and, and Joshua is, he's fluent in, in Mandarin. Mm -hmm. So speak, read, write. And, you know, he's, he's lived in Beijing. He's originally from the U S lived in Beijing for like 12 years. Um, and so he, you know, he's, he's very, very good with the language and, and, um, lady comes out and she starts, you know, asking, you know, what are you crazy white guys doing here? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um. He explained the situation that I had, you know, basically broke down and we were still another 30, you know, 20, 30 kilometers away from where we were supposed to be. Right. And, um, the, the coolest thing happened because at that point, you know, we're both kind of like, we're waiting to get kicked out. Like, you know, you guys can't just hang out here. Mm-hmm. The lady, it was all a bunch of ladies that were working at this gas station. They were like the overnight crew. Mm-hmm. And they actually invited us into their break room. They gave us part of their dinner. It was like you know noodles and and you know porridge and hot water and like all this sort of stuff. We go in we're drying off um, you know they were super super nice and then um the one the the manager lady she's making phone calls left and right, mm-hmm. like you know trying to find somebody who's got a van that could potentially drive us to the next city, yeah. She makes like 10 15 calls to all her friends. She's ringing up everybody. Yeah. Finally finds this this lady that who had a van. She was free. She was willing to come out and you know take us. And so we see this van pull up and this lady gets out and it's this tiny tiny little school mom, you know, glasses, short bob haircut, you know, just tiny little thing and I'm going, "Oh no." She gets out, she's like grabbing our bikes, chucking them in her van. You know, we're all muddy. I'm trying to like clean off. I'm apologetic. You know, Mm. I'm sorry. I'm so wet and dirty. She's like, ah, don't worry about it. Just get in. Drives us all the way to the next spot. You know, so she was a lifesaver, the lifeline, right? Completely. Completely, you know, I did not expect it at all.
0: So that's what I was going to ask too. How, how, how did the locals react seeing you like trucking down the road on your bike? Did they freak out? Did, what, did they look like have a look of you know puzzled look on their face, or <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure they were like, "Whoa, what is that?"
1: Total bew- <laughs> bew- bewilderment. Oh, it was it was unreal. Um, the <laughs> the general consensus was we called them spectators um, because the they would just stand there and stare. They're literally, and we, we're, we're kind of getting a little creeped out because there's no concept of personal space. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're right next to you, and they're just staring at you. They're not even, they're not even saying anything. Yeah. They're not even gesturing. They're really. trying they're to just,
0: process everything. Yeah. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. And, and that was when we were sitting still, you know, and, and the am just looking at my bike going, I don't even know what this thing is. Like, it's right. the craziest thing I've ever seen. But then riding down the street, we would get people in the passenger seats with their phones recording, <laughs> you know, taking pictures and video. And I said to Joshua, I said, man, I said, we're all over the Chinese Internet right now. Yeah. This is going, you know, viral, and we don't even know and it. And
0: I'm sure they don't get that every day. It's not an everyday occurrence. You see a guy no, no. in a hand cycle <laughs> cranking away in China in the, you know, in the suburbs or whatever, you know, in exactly. the town, small towns and stuff.
1: Yeah, it was. So it was, you know. It was definitely a, a shock to, to everybody there. Um, now let
0: me let me. Uh, I'm curious about this question. Every time I travel, I mean, go to different places. One one main concern is the food. Mm-hmm. Like, um, did you ever experience anything like, you know, they call it Montezuma's Revenge, the runs. In Spanish, they call it chorro. Oh, no. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, just some of those things because you got to be careful. Our bodies aren't used to eating all the different kind of foods, and we can't just pop in and out of toilets like we exactly used to, right?
1: Yeah, and and that was definitely a concern going over there. Um, I mean, my stomach's pretty good. Um, you know, it's better than most. Oh, um, man, so, I would and, slow you guys down so much. Mm-hmm. it i I had actually talked to to Josh before we had gone over there, and that was you know on a concern he had voiced and uh, I said you know i said'm I'm, 'm I'm good on spicy food you know that's that's not a problem and um I kind of hit the ground running when we got there. It was like I think the second day I was there, <laughs> and we go to one of the the street side vendors oh. and and get stuff and and joshua was he was you know well well informed he was really knowledgeable about you know what places were good and what weren't you know what to look out for and things like that and so we had gone to this one place and i'm literally it, it, this bowl comes to you it's like broth and and spices and there's like meat inside right and it's like stomach lining and you know this sort of thing and i'm going well Whoa. let's give it a shot <laughs> and uh My stomach held through. (laughs) No way. My stomach actually held through really well. Okay. Um, Until towards the end, we were in a, a village and we had been there for, I don't know, a few days. And finally, you know, this was 20 days into the trip, and my stomach had said, you know what? I've had enough.
0: And so I had cleaned myself out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I had,
1: I had a little bit of trouble for like a day or two. And then,
0: and that's, that's another thing. What do you do? Say you got to go and you're, you're cranking away on your bike. I mean, you can't just pull up to accessible restroom in your town. I mean, how did you improvise?
1: Um, you know, you just, uh, without getting too graphic, you just kind of make do. Um, I mean, it's, it's (laughs) do, do, (laughs) do, do, yeah. Um, (laughs) you know luckily uh, unfortunately there are a lot of the the toilets there are still squatter toilets right so they're not there's no actual toilet it's just mm. a hole in the ground right right um, we did find out that some of the international chains of hotels and and restaurants like Starbucks you know you go to a Starbucks in Beijing and it's going to have a normal toilet mm. uh, you go to a Hilton you know, hotel. It's going to have regular toilets, right? Okay. Um, so you, you know, you, you again the sort of pre-planning. You know, with the gear, you also kind of pre-plan and go. Okay, this is information we need to know. Um, and uh, so you you seek out those places.
0: So you Basically, know? you have to have a road map, a little bullet points of where you might be able to facilitate those. Yeah, that's a available. lot of planning. A lot it is. Of
1: planning. I mean, yeah. it, and it 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 makes a difference. In the trip, um, you're less restricted, um, but it's still possible. Um, and, and, like, I even looked up um, Coloplast has a – it's called, like, Wheelmate or something like that. It's an app on your phone that tells you where accessible restrooms are. No um, way. I did not
2: know that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was a really cool thing, and, and I I had – brought my phone with me, had the app and everything there. The app itself is, is still pretty new. So they, not a lot of people
0: are registering and yeah.
1: So there's the information was, was missing a bit. Uh Um, it'll be something that definitely will become a huge resource, you know, definitely soon. But, um, it, at that time couldn't really find anything. So it was, it was a little hit hit or miss. Uh Um,
0: and, um, it's so all all in all, as far as the trip goes, I mean, how, how long did you stay? Um, it was, it was 26 days all up. Um, I wow. started in
1: Beijing. We rode around, you know, city to city every couple of days, um, landed, ended up in Shanghai, stayed there for a couple of days and, um, and then flew back. Um, and uh, it was, it was kind of funny. We were We were about three weeks into the trip, and we got to this one city. I can't remember which one it was. Um, And we had just gotten out of this village that we had been in for about a week. And Joshua and I are both, you know, we're mud head to toe. We haven't showered in probably a week. It's been, you know, like wet nap baths and stuff like that. We get to the city, and we go to – there's a big hotel chain there called Home Inn, and we had been utilizing them throughout the trip. And so we go to the home inn. They didn't have any rooms. So we go, we go to the next hotel, which is actually a Super 8 Motel. Now dig this. Super 8 Motel, same Super 8 logo, everything. Mm-hmm. Go in. They don't allow foreigners in the Super 8 Motel. Foreigners mm. being U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I'm going, this is a U.S. chain. Why can't I go in? He hmm. had to have a Chinese passport. Wow. Like, well, that's dumb. So we go down the street, and again, we come into sort of an accessibility issue. Where we're at a four-way stop, and the only way to get across the street where we're at to continue on is actually to go an underpass down the stairs underneath this big street and back up on the oh. other side. No. And I'm like, you know, I'm okay with stairs, but I'm tired. I got Wait. my pack on my back. I'm done with this mess. He said he's okay with stairs. Well, I mean, I can, stairs are not okay with me. <laughs> I, I, I've learned to, uh, you know, make, again, make do with, improvise, with uh, improvise. You know, you improvise exactly. Um, and the only way to get across the street was to literally go downhill, like another block and a half, mm. cross the street there, block and a half up the hill, and then we could continue on to the next hotel. Well, we're standing right in front of this big posh, like 20 story modern hotel. And the hotel that we were going to stay in was like $40 U.S. a night. Mm -hmm. We're looking at that one, and and Josh goes, that'd probably be about $100 a night. Mm -hmm. So he looks it up on his phone, and it was about that. Mm -hmm. We looked at each other, and you are like, I'm sick of running. I'm sick of cheap hotels. Let's bring for it. So we go in, and it's one of those scenarios where you feel like you don't deserve to be in there. I mean, you know, I'm in my Patagonia jacket and all my height gear. I'm covered in mud. My chair's dirty. He's dirty. We're tired. We kind of like, you know, sheepishly go up to the front desk and we're like, can we get a room? And she's like, yeah, not a problem. You know, credit card and we got rooms available. You know, here you go. Sweet. We get the room, we go upstairs and it was the most glorious hot shower and comfy bed in oh. you know in decades you're just like oh, one of one, one of your heaven. highlights
0: right of the trip absolutely yep, made
1: it worth it one night totally made it worth it we're totally refreshed ready to go on and uh and we did um you know after after fighting so much with just that one scenario um and uh and so, how long
0: soon after did you get on the plane and shoot back Um,
1: November 1st, um, was when I got back on the plane in, um, in Shanghai and then we came back and it was, it was one of those situations where I I didn't even want to think about a plane. I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm staying home, but I felt Oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm okay, you know, slept in a couple of days over the weekend, and Monday morning, it's like, yeah, let's just get right back to it. Let's
0: bounce back. Wrong. <laughs> no, no. Your body felt that, huh? Oh, I was ragged for like a week after that. Um, so, so what do you think uh, you would do different if you were to take another big trip like that out there? Um, now that you got the whole experience and, and being out there.
1: You know, it, we learned there that the, the train system is invaluable. Um, not only as a passenger system to get from city to city. Um, it's very inexpensive. Most of it is accessible. Um, but also, too, where there were cities that we weren't riding from place to place, instead of carrying our bikes, we were able to actually put our bikes on the the passenger trains and send them ahead of us along with our luggage. And that was one of the big things I learned, too, was I brought a, a, a wheel-safe plastic shell case for, for my bike wheels. And obviously they're on my bike, so it was empty. So I put, you know, a bunch of extra catheters and clothes and, you know, anything that I didn't need for that amount of time mm-hmm. and we'd send that on to the next city with our bikes and stuff wow, like that. Good idea. So, you know, you're prepared when you get there, all that extra stuff, you're not humping it on your own back. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about it no and it con- wasn't going through like a shipping company. It was just through the, you know, through the train system, the rail
0: system. Yeah. They, you know, it was
1: dirty, but you know, I noticed there was a lot more dust on it from going train to train than it was even me riding it. So right. it was kind of weird, but, um, everything came, you know, not messed up. It wasn't, you know, nothing was broken. Nothing was bent. Um, Was it easy to get in the trains and stuff? Pretty accessible? For the most part, um, yeah. I mean, they, the inner city trains were, you know, they had flat decks and they had ramps to go like a, like a They pull out ramp, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, there were a couple of times that, that, you know, Josh had to piggyback me up into a train, had a couple stairs, um, you know, and we were in, but we were, for the most part, that trip we were we were traveling on the cheap, so we were in what they call hard seats. You know, we weren't in like you know right. posh. You know, did rooms. you have a pad? Yeah. That's it's what gone, I was going to ask. Did you? I uh, did. I, I did. Always you use bring... one
2: cushion or for the whole thing to, for mm-hmm. the airplane and everything?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I a actually, rojo or something. Well, I, I, I have Supercore. core, <laughs> um, but same thing. I, I would take my cushion, and for the planes, I sit on my cushion. For the trains, again, you know, I throw it underneath me. Um, you know, just making sure that that's just not a concern. I know that my right. cushion's good, so
0: that's a last that thing you want is to break down you uh, know, while you're geez, out, yeah, yeah. yeah. overseas too. Um, no, yeah, yeah. Um, so, that's, that's so Dom, as as we get close to the end here, um, uh, tell us a little bit about hand cycling. How people could maybe get tap into it either locally or, or you know, different places they could. You know get into getting in the bike and seeing what options there is for them.
1: there's actually a lot of different resources um you know we're with this china trip now it's it's opened the door to creating a full program for international outreach going to different countries um, from this one i've been invited to go back to china um, to organize events in other cities with different groups um, i'm going to go back in april and then in september in china and taiwan um, and then um, Triumph has come on. Triumph Foundation has come on as a, as a sort of headliner in and, and helping us organize this, this whole program and getting it together.
2: Right. And they sponsor
1: a uh, cycling
2: clinic, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We, we have a monthly clinic that we do. Um, we've done it up in Valencia for the last like six months. This last weekend, we did it at Santa Fe Dam um, in the park there we're always looking for new places to go and, and ride, um, you know, will Matei, he's come on board with me and, and, you know, helping me organize stuff. And, and, um, he had suggested, you know, let's go down to the dam and check it out. We did wrote it, you know, same thing we would do with, with any other place. Um, and then in November we're going to Santiago, Chile. That's the, the last trip for international planned. Um, but then locally we're looking at, you know, Marina Del Rey, love to tap in with the guys at, at either UCLA Adopted Rec,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, work oh. with those guys or um, Ramp
0: It Up also exactly. here in um
1: uh, in Sunset Beach or Is it Sunset Beach I, where they're I think, at? think okay. it's
0: close by, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um you know, those guys love to, you know, talk with them and, and see you know, I'm always looking to, to boost up programs if there's mm-hmm. something already in place. I don't want to reinvent the wheel.
0: Yeah,
1: um, right. But you know, with Triumph, they've got loaner bikes that people can come out and try. Um, we're building up that sort of stable of of the different models and things like that, so people have a variety. Good, good. Um, and uh, right now, it's kind of a beginner thing if somebody wants to come out and try it. Mm-hmm. So you know, can't be scared that it's going to be a bunch of you know Paralympic guys that are just going to leave everybody in the dust. Like right, it's right. it's. All levels, you know, all ability levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even thrown some of my able bod friends. Uh, my friend Thomas got in one. Uh, he came up from San Diego. Mm-hmm. We put him in one of the hand cycles and he was ragged after it. Because really? I have a whole new respect for what you guys do, you know. So it was, it was good, you know, giving everybody the experience.
0: Yeah, I think
2: I'll, I'll try to make it uh, for the next
1: clinic.
0: That'd be, that'd be great
1: yeah
0: well Dom as we wrap up here man Dan it was, it's, it's so awesome that you made that trip out and you got back to us and, and followed up with, with your adventure there and, and all the travels and ups and downs that go along with traveling and, and doing such a great work with that you know the hand cycling clinics and stuff cause it's really crucial for newly injured patients to tap into these things and and oh, know that it's possible right to be able to travel again have fun exercise stay healthy and and inspire others. So we, we thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. Um, so before we close, I mean, any places, uh, people that are just tuning in could, could check you out and read more about you.
1: Um, well, there's always, you know, obviously my website, extremeabilities.com, And then, um, with the alignment now with Triumph, that's another huge resource, um, and it's triumph Um And, um, I mean, those are probably the main two, and then obviously the Facebook, you know, the social networking stuff. Um, you know, those would be the, the key spots.
2: Right, right. Cool. Good and down. if you're trying to find us, it's easy, because <laughs> you're watching us, right? Exactly. You know, we're at Club Pushroom on YouTube, and, um, you know, of course www.pushrim.com.
0: Yes, that's our uh, main hub there, where Dominic is also a member there, and he has a, he's one of our featured members there on our website. Uh, iTunes too for all you audio listeners, you could sign up for iTunes and download us into your devices and take us on the go working out and, and tap into our program and. Uh, Hopefully you, you enjoy it, get a lot out of it, and tap into resources or just get inspired to go out and do some hand cycling in China. One there day, you go. You know? Exactly. Uh, there's no limits of what you can do out there. Just, you know, uh, learn, share, and, and uh, live life to the fullest. So with that, um, I mean, we, we'll leave you guys for now. And uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. And remember, there's always life after injury.
2: All right. Good to see you again, Don. Until next time. Thank you. All Bye. right.
0: Bye-bye.